What's going on and welcome into a game day edition of the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Daniel Salerson. The Pelicans are back on the road once again. Tonight they take on the Denver Nuggets in the Mile High City and then we'll wrap things up on Sunday against the Houston Rockets. We have a very special podcast for you as Vice President of Basketball Operations and Team Development Swim Cash joins us today as she's had quite the busy week around the country and of course here in the Crescent City. Swin, I appreciate the time. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Daniel. Appreciate it. Of course. Well, let's talk about the first thing that was announced earlier this week is you were selected as an honorary muse for the Crew of Muses on February 24th. Of course, every year the crew honors one distinguished woman who embodies the spirit of muses. So keep an eye out for Swin there on February 24th. What does that mean to you when you hear that, Swin, that you were named the honorary muse this year? Um, At, at first, I was a little um, shy, I guess, um, and People probably think because I'm in a public eye, it doesn't happen, but you hear the word kind of muse and you're like, okay, what does it consist of? What do we, so, I, I mean, I give a lot of credit to um, our director um, of team development, Marche. Uh, she's been amazing, just really giving me cultural information. Sean, everyone over at Muses, Melissa Ann, they've been phenomenal. Um, and I'm just really honored. I'm excited. Daniel, as you know, we got here in 2019. We hit the ground running. It was all Pelicans trying to get structure in place. 2020, boom. Like, wasn't able to experience Mardi Gras. Didn't really get to get, I guess, really integrated into the culture and understand it. But to have this honor now in 2022, I'm super excited. So you really haven't experienced Mardi Gras yet then, have you? I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> and now you get to ride in a parade. How did this all come about? When did they approach you about uh, about doing this? Did this just kind of happen or has this kind of been in discussions for a little bit? You know, it's it, for a few weeks now. It had been in, discuss in discussion. Um, I had received the invitation. Obviously, they have a membership. And to know that, you know, they had unanimous vote from what I was told um, about have, asking me to be, you know, their honorary muse. And I said that to me is phenomenal. It's, as you know, it's very difficult to get consensus on anything nowadays. <laughs> um, and to see that these women, these um, amazing, strong, powerful, committed to philanthropy, um, just uh, runs the gamut of people here in New Orleans to see that these women, one of the most, you know, I heard rockinest parades ever um, wanted to have me. I, I just was really humbled and honored. Uh, I'm not just saying this, but it's one of my favorite parades to go to is Muses on every Thursday night. It's it's definitely one that kind of kicks it off for me. So I'm very jealous that, well, I can't be a part of it. It's an all woman's thing, but still the fact that you're going to be riding it, that's awesome. So have you gotten all the high heels picked out, decorated? How's that process going to go? You got 20 days to get ready. I know, I know. You know what? It's 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 been a lot, but I give a lot of credit. Uh, first thing I did after learning and, and saying, "Hey, I, I think I want to do this," was I called Miss Benson. Wanted to have a conversation. Wanted to know just what she knew about it and how could we take this from not only uh, me being an honorary muse and in a parade, but how could we also have an opportunity to give back? And so we're actually going to be doing something really, really special. We have something cooking with Jen Hale and her sideline pass and uh, Miss Benson, myself, and all the women with the Saints and Pelicans. Uh, so you got to stay tuned for that, Daniel. It's coming. I can't share everything with you right now, but we're super excited to bridge the gap between the women of the muses and also our young females that are going to be out there cheering and watching us ride in the parade. In the business, that's called a tease. So we look out for that. We can't wait to see what you got in store for you us. do a little media back in the day, you know. I think you know what you're doing. Absolutely. For sure. Uh, this is also a big week for you and your investment with the WNBA. 
Um, reading that story yesterday, over $75 million invested back into the organization. And look, it's something that's growing. I remember the playoffs last year, how many people were tuned into the WNBA playoffs. I have two daughters. They're very young, but, you know, you never know, you know, 20 years from now where they could be. How how did this get rolling? When did this come about for you all and kind of what made you decide to be a part of it? Yeah, so I, I'm super excited to be a part of this investment group for the WNBA. And it really just came about through conversation. Um, I have been watching, um, obviously, what Kathy has been doing and how she hit the ground running. Uh, I've been privileged to, to be able to create relationships throughout my career. And when I knew and got word that this was happening, um, really having a conversation with Kathy, understanding who was coming to the table. And I knew for me personally that it was vital, vital, Daniel, very important that our young girls and other WNBA players and former players saw that somebody was with this group and investing their money and saying, I'm committed to the WNBA for the future. And so as we started having more conversations, obviously you get the financial guys involved, what it looks like. Uh, but at the end of the day, my husband and I were like, we, we want to do this. We want to make sure that our boys understand that you have to consistently invest in women and you have to understand what it means for your mom, for your aunt, for your grandma in this society to see this league, like the WNBA, consistently get better and keep growing for the future. Yeah. So you talk about it'll drive marketing, brand elevation, future growth. You mentioned, it. I mean, just how much more is there to do with this league? You talk about all that stuff, I guess. What does that entail when you talk about the marketing side, the brand elevation, getting the word out there more about WNBA? Uh, this money is going to really, really help. This capital raise is going to help them invest. Everything that you just said is going to happen. I think also um, we have to understand the WNBA brand, it's going to grow, but it also has to grow at its own pace. A lot of times we're comparing it to the NBA. And that's one of the things that I said and was screaming from the Raptors, even when I was playing is let it grow, but let's keep investing in it. Because if you look at where the NBA was, they did the right things along the way to get it where it is now. And I, I believe the WNBA right now valued at, you know, a billion dollars. It's only going to get better. If we get the visibility, if we get the branding behind it, if we get the comfort for the players and eventually you'll get to the other things, but it has to start somewhere. And I'm glad it's starting with us. You feel like it, it is moving in the right direction. We're seeing the free agency was just a couple of days ago. There was an ESPN special about it. You saw the contracts, the Supermat contracts that are coming out for some of these players, Brianna Stewart, and then Becky Hammond with a new coach at Las Vegas at Aces. I feel like that trend is starting to head in the right direction where these athletes are starting to get what they deserve as far as financial. Do you, you see that too? And, and how far, does this need to go in order to continue to grow again? Uh, absolutely. I see all of that. Uh, I know for myself and other former players, there's a lot of doors that as players and as a union rep that we knocked on trying to make change and trying to get change that we didn't see as players that we're going to see these young women have now that we are retired and that there is more investment. And when you invest in women, when you invest in any product, you understand it has growth. And that's what you want to focus on is having the best coaches, having they have the best talent already in the world. And also expansion. I think that adding more teams and having that flexibility to have more roster spots because there's so many young women talented in college is going to help our product grow. And the game itself, listen, go to a WNBA game. Don't be lazy. Don't say that, oh, I don't like women's sports and you never checked out a game. Support these women, watch on television, watch streaming. That's where we grow the game. And I, I'll tell you this, Daniel, my mom told me when I was really young, I have brothers as well and sister. 
And she never, never, ever wanted me to feel like they could have something that I couldn't. So she always told me when I was younger is that it doesn't matter if you're a man or a female, it matters what work you put in. So respect the women as that, the work that they put in, enjoy the game. And if you don't like it, that's okay. It's Maybe it's not for everybody, but don't be lazy, not check out a game, not watch and just have your own opinions behind a screen. Yeah, absolutely. Mama knows best by the way, anyway. So, um, but also I feel like the game, the growth of college basketball, women's college basketball, I, I feel like you got to start there too, seeing this is where the biggest crop of athletes are coming from. And we saw how well the tournament did last year, how exciting it was. I mean, we've seen the growth between South Carolina and Don Staley, what she's doing there, Connecticut, you can go down the list. It just seems like the women's not only professional, but the college game too has been growing a lot. Would you say that? Yes, I would say that for sure. I mean, you look at um, what's happening across the, the board, uh, you know, for my Huskies, I know everyone's excited now. I see them knock down a, a slot or two, but don't worry about that. They'll be back. Everybody <laughs> needs their turn, but sure they will. Uh, I, you know, I give a big shout out to Dawn Staley as well. I mean, you look at the contract that she signed this off season. That is what you need to see for the growth of the game. You need to see coaches and you need to see the investment in these players. And we're starting to see it. We're starting to see the brands. We're starting to see the universities. We're starting to see facilities being built. Even in the WNBA, you have a few teams now that are building their own practice facilities. That's major. That's big. And so that's where the game is going. You either get on board or you will miss this ship. Trust me. Yeah, absolutely. It's time to get on board. That's for sure. Before I let you go here, I know you are a busy person right now during the season, but I have to ask about the Pelicans and just the way things have gone so far. Look, we've seen a lot of different lineups right now due to injuries, health and safety protocols. But the one thing that's been a common denominator with this team is how hard they play and how hard they play for head coach Willie Green. What have you seen from them that's just impressed you the most about just kind of, again, no matter what who's out there, you're seeing the same thing every night and that's this team playing hard. Yeah, I think you said it all. I think the, the biggest thing for me what has been the, um, the common thread throughout the season and the common thread has been um, the commitment to play a certain way, the commitment to grind it out day in and day out. It doesn't matter who's on the floor. It doesn't matter the level of talent that you may have compared to your opponent. It matters that you believe when you step between those lines that you can win and you play like that. Um, I think Willie's personality is very reserved and uh, people look at it and, and feel he's this common spirit, but uh, this calming spirit. Mm -hmm. But I also uh, know Willie from both of us to our ACLs. We rehab together. I don't know if you knew that Daniel in Detroit no. uh, back in the day. And so getting to know him on a personal level and understanding his commitment to kind of the players and fostering that environment where they can thrive and, and really be themselves. That's been really refreshing to watch. Uh, at the end of the day for us this season, we're going to keep, we're going to keep working. We're going to keep grinding. Um, we know what our goals are and it doesn't matter if we have people in or out. The expectation is when you get your time, you shine. And we've seen that from, I mean, we've seen Herb all year long, how he's been. We've seen Jose get his opportunity and he's just, you know, running out there and he's bringing us that energy and that life. And at the end of the day, we see that the consistency of, of Brandon Ingram and uh, the all-star that I know that he is, um, yep. we're super excited about his game and how he's been a leader on his team. Um, he is definitely a, a quiet assassin and we love that about him. I guess before I let you go, you kind of brought up Herbert Jones, the fact that he was named to the rising stars team. I mean, this is a guy that was undrafted 35th, not undrafted 35th overall out of Alabama and you're seeing him being talked about in the rookie of the year conversations, all rookie first team. 
def- all defensive team. I and mean, what does that say about him and what he's been able to do in, in not even a half a season yet? You know, I give a lot of credit to not only her, but his family. Uh, if you met, meet his parents, his brother, um, there's such a strong unit and they just go about doing their business. They come to work and it reminds me of just, you know, growing up in, in Pittsburgh, uh, outside of Pittsburgh, it was always about having that hard hat. And Herb brings his hard hat to work every day, places it right there on the chair, goes out and works, put it back on, and then he's out. Like, that's the kind of mentality that he has. Um, he is has that warrior spirit where he's not going to talk a lot out there, but he just, you know, he's fighting every single night and he's getting every team's best player. And he doesn't at all back down from that challenge. So I expect him to be on all rookie team. I expected him to be at the rising stars um, this year. And as I told him, I expect him to also probably be on a, an all, uh, all defensive team because he's worked that hard for it. Now, whether that's all going to happen, I don't know, but I know that he has the ability to get there. And I'm super excited about that. Yeah. The fact that they were, they asked him about the rising stars game after the Detroit win and talking about how there's really not a lot of defense played. He said that was the case, but it's going to change a little bit when he gets up there. So I'm curious to see how that plays out when he gets to go to Cleveland. That just kind of describes what the type of player Herbert Jones is. That's when cash vice president of basketball operations and team development look out for her in about three weeks. Muses, of course, at the beginning of the parade. And of course, we'll keep a lookout on everything going on with the WNBA. Just what a wonderful thing that Swin and some other people are doing for the game as it continues and continues to grow. And Swin, I appreciate your time this morning sharing that with us. No, I appreciate it. And much love to all our fans. Uh, Keep rocking with us. We appreciate you and go Pels. There she goes. Good stuff there from Swin Cash, of course. What a cool thing to ride in a Mardi Gras parade, especially without having Muses last year. I'm sure she's very excited and be on the lookout for her and also what she's doing as far as getting ready for Muses, which again is February 24th. All right. As I mentioned, Pelicans and Nuggets tonight. Pelicans looking for some revenge as the Nuggets have taken the first two of this four-game series this season, both of them inside the Smoothie King Center for time for the Pelicans to reverse course. Keep in mind, it's a late one, 8 p.m. Central time in Denver. It was scheduled for nine, but it's moved up an hour for us, which is good. I know it's very cold outside, so what's better to do than to snuggle up by the fire and watch it on Valley Sports New Orleans, or you can listen on ESPN New Orleans 100.3 FM with pregame coverage beginning at 7.30. And the Pelicans wrap up the road trip, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, on Sunday against the Rockets. That will begin actually matchup number one and two against them as they will return home on Tuesday, the Pelicans, to welcome in that same Rockets squad. So very important two games out west, and I guess back in Texas after that. And then the Pelicans will begin a six-game homestand next Tuesday. That will take us through the all-star break and plus sprinkle in that as Swin mentioned it's a very busy time trade deadline is less than a week away now so we'll see what happens that with the pelicans and the rest of the nba i hope everyone has a great weekend i hope you stay warm i hope you enjoy some pelicans basketball and hopefully we're talking about two wins on monday's podcast for swin cash i'm daniel salerson thanks for listening to the pelicans podcast presented by cp's